Hello, and uh, it's time for another Point of Insanity Game Studio Geekery in General Quickie. And joining me for the Quickie today is Dawn. How's it going today, Dawn? It is going fantastic. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's definitely autumn is here. I don't know about up by your area, but it was uh, raining quite a bit. And the night we were recording this, we were hoping to go out and play Pokemon Go as a family. But unfortunately, the weather kind of canceled that plan. Pokemon Go. <laughs> You're still playing that. <laughs> yes, we are. I just got my Gyarados uh, uh, a few days ago. Do you, do you know how many freaking Magikarp you got to get to get a Gyarados? You know, I saw a spectacular Magikarp cosplay at Dragon Con. I do have to say that. Okay. I do. I have to say she was pretty fantastic. So with um, now your Dragon Con, now that that's right. Pokemon Go would have been out by the time Dragon Con came. Yes. Uh, so did you see, with the popularity of Pokemon Go, did you see people playing it there? Oh, or? yes. Let's put it this way. The little like habit trails that kind of connect the big hotels and the Peachtree Center Mall together had little signs that said, absolutely no photography or Pokemon Go <laughs> in the skywalks because it's that bad <laughs> did you um did you see because i know you've been to dragon con for several years mm-hmm. did you see more pokemon go cosplay than normal oh, yeah. this year yes and actually it was spectacular the the pokemon cosplay was really on point there was a guy doing a snorlax and he was huge i mean his <laughs> cosplay but he like whoever did the Snorlax cosplay, bravo, because that guy like leaned against a wall between, um, I want to say I think it was like the Hilton and the Marriott. And he laid down like Snorlax was sleeping and he stayed there for like three hours. The guy did not move. So bravo, <laughs> dude, bravo. So, I mean, I know Pokemon. I was into Pokemon in high school, which was a long time ago. <clears throat> it was but, <clears throat> years ago. <laughs> years ago. But uh, so I know my Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, my favorite Pokemon, if anyone wants to know, is Ponyta. And to quote my, my nine-year-old nephew, is it because it's a flaming freaking pony, Auntie? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That's why. But <laughs> and um, but there were some really great ones. I saw a uh, dancing Pikachu at a, at a dance party one night, and some guy de- dressed like a um, Pokemon trainer threw a fluffy Pokeball on him, and the Pikachu j- jumped up. Leaped at the guy into his arms and said, I'm yours. Things were insane <laughs> this year with the Pokemon. That is awesome. <laughs> so on to today's uh, quickie topic here. And the reason I wanted to bring you on for this is because uh, not too long ago, uh, one of my episodes dropped where Chad and I were discussing geek humor. And I didn't want to put words in your mouth because I couldn't remember exactly how you said it. <laughs> but uh, we were talking once about geek humor i don't remember if it was on facebook or if we were just hanging out but uh you had mentioned we somehow got to talking about the big bang theory and you said that you felt it you you lost interest in it because you felt that it fell into this trap where it was like someone makes a geek joke or a, a star wars or star trek reference penny doesn't get it and then they have to spend the next 15 20 minutes trying to explain it to her so yeah before we go into that, though, let's define – how would, do you define geek humor? Do you see it as humor written by geeks for geeks, or do you see it more humor that is aimed at geeks but not necessarily written by 
people who consider themselves geeks or gamers? Uh, I think it could be both, actually. And I think actually, I think when we had this conversation, we were sitting around your fire pit because I'm pretty sure I was raging out about the, se- the last season of Big Bang Theory yeah. and why I quit watching it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think happened. Um, but it, it, I think it can be both. And the reason I think it can be both is because it depends on the context a little bit because there's geek humor and then there's geeky humor for lack of a better way to define it that like because humor that's directed at geeks is probably more niche like um things that are maybe talking about like like um little details in like Dungeons and Dragons or details in parts of the Tolkien universe that unless you really read the books you probably don't get um little niche things that unless you're really into that particular part of that you really study it you wouldn't get but then there's general pop culture geek geeky humor where anybody could probably get that reference it's like a, almost like a pop culture reference at that point that's just an overview that can be directed at anybody it's just a geeky thing and it's not it's just basically plucked out of whatever like making a random star wars reference that anybody can get that's geeky humor because geek has become chic at this point so yeah and that's a good point that I don't think I had considered before how if someone makes like a Star Wars joke or a Star Trek joke, something like that, since it's so popular and so mainstream, most people are going to understand it and appreciate the joke. Whereas if you are talking about something a little more niche like uh, some of the stuff about older Dungeons and Dragons and one of the memes that Chad and I talked a little bit about, it had a picture of Obi-Wan from, uh, the new, from A New Hope, Episode 4. And it said, Thaco. Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time, where, of course, you and I, since we've played Dungeons & Dragons for many years, and we know what Thaco is, and we've used it, obviously we're going to... F- probably find more humor in that than someone who either doesn't play Dungeons and Dragons or who doesn't isn't really familiar with it or if if you have someone who maybe they started in third edition or later where they didn't have to to use Thaco so they might not understand that now of course most people are probably going to recognize Obi-Wan but if they don't know what Thaco is they might be like Thaco, who was that? Was he in the prequel trilogies, the uh, original trilogy, or the expanded universe? So, But the one that I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I, I've watched a, the occasional episode of Big Bang Theory, but it's not a show that I follow uh, devotely. Um, I did like a couple of the D&D episodes I've seen. Have you seen any of the D&D episodes? I've seen a lot. I, I watched every episode until about midway through last season when I gave up. Yeah, because the one I like is they were playing the, the Christmas-themed D&D adventure. Yep. And yeah, it, Sheldon, he's the... the he's ma- a little Asperger-y. Okay. That's not even me making fun of it. That's actually like you compare his behavior to like like traditional like Asperger syndrome like stuff. That's pretty spot on but yeah because yeah. he like because uh, i remember it's like he was talking about how he was paralyzed one of his party members and they weren't going to free him and it's like and then i give him a kick in his bowl full of jelly and he wakes up at the end of the episode and santa has a cannon aimed at him and mm-hmm. he's like this is for letting me get and eaten by ogres but i mean i thought that episode was a lot of fun um 
But you said that you gave up on the show. Why? Do, and I, I think we discussed this before. Um, you know, we'd mentioned that you thought that the the uh, the series fell into a a trap or a cycle. So why don't you explain a little bit about that? It's it it just got to be. It, they weren't funny for a while, but it got to be even worse. I mean, there's it was all stereotypes, first of all. And I've been part of, for lack of a term, geek culture since I want to say always. Um, I mean, when you look back and I, and I've been hanging around with the, the nerdy kids that play chess and D and D and stuff since like, you know, as long as I can remember, I've always been surrounded by mostly guys. Well, the type of guys that Howard are, Howard is, I don't think I've ever been surrounded by guys that are always like that. You know, the ones that are over sexualize everything to the point of being skeezy. You don't they don't you don't find them, you know, actually marrying someone like Bernadette, first of all, and then remaining that skeezy and disgusting. Um, they generally grow at some point in behavior and become somewhat of an adult and capable. Um, the fact that Leonard wanted Penny to do something and then be happy, but the second she was happy in doing something with her career and he found out she was making more money than him became so uncomfortable with that. He wanted her to go back to acting because then she was dependent on him and basically a nothing, a ditz that didn't know what he was talking about. So basically there to be pretty and be nothing other than to smile at him. So that was not, that was kind of useless. He had no growth personality wise then at that point in how many seasons, um, Sheldon's character completely became useless because now he was suddenly went completely against. They're like, well, his character grew because he suddenly was having sex with his girlfriend. And I was like, his character never would have done that. Yeah. But that was kind of a throwaway to the fans. So, okay. Bernadette became a bully. She went from being a good scientist to an actual bully in the show. Um, and then it was back to Penny not getting the, she went by where she was getting some of the stuff just by the fact that they were talking about it all the time. So there was like, not last season, but the season before at the end of it, she would like get the references only because everybody talked about it all the time. And that makes sense. Cause you would gradually pick up on the guy, the person you like married and dated, you'd pick up on the references a little bit. Just because it's all around you all the time. If you're hanging around these guys all the time, you'd get it a little bit. But she went back to going, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. And is I'm like, this is Starfleet? Just- What's Starfleet? Uh, is, it, is that... So Starfleet, are they the ones that fought against the, the, the Jedi or the Sith? So like that, where it's like, she kind of got back to that character you said where she wouldn't know like a Star Wars joke from a Star Trek joke. Yeah, she went back to being the TNA of the show, basically, as opposed to being an intelligent, strong female role, mm-hmm. where we're, she's here to wear the cute little outfits and, you know, be the dumb dits. And I'm like, I don't, this is not it. Because, yeah, if Amy is smart, she's like really the only one on that show worth anything, and I can't stand her character. So <laughs> it's terrible. Because it, it was just, she had to basically bully her way into making friends by stalking Penny in order to make friends with anybody. I'm like, this show, what is this show? This is terrible. That's actually not how any, any remotely nerdy people I know have ever actually functioned in society. Yeah, that's, that's true. So I, I think I'm not, 
intimately familiar with the show, as I mentioned before. Um, but I can, from the episodes I've seen, I can, I can see where you're going with that, where, yeah, they do kind of fall into those stereotypes where, you know, like Sheldon, he's kind of like the super fan and all that. And, uh, like, uh, what's the Indian guy's name? Uh, uh, Raj, yeah. Raj, where he's, it seems like he's more of the stereotypical awkward geek because I think didn't they have like an entire kind of like plot thread on the show where he was trying to date a girl and they were, you know, he was really trying to overcome a lot of his shyness and his awkwardness around women. Well, Raj is probably the closest to the closest to most people that I've in, I've in, I've encountered. They're socially awkward and they're not really sure what to do, so they just kind of clam up. Raj yeah. is probably the closest, but of course he's got to be the token ethnicity on the show. Yeah. Because really, when you look at everybody else, there's no other uh, really ethnicity of any other kind on that show. And I'm not trying to play the social justice warrior thing here, but they're all just walking stereotypes of what's not actually the case. I mean, you, me, our friend Dan, we've all been to conventions and stuff and surrounded ourselves with this culture. And how often do we see, other than the smelly geek, smelly yeah. geek is a pretty, pretty actual spot on. But other than the hygiene issues, this really isn't the truth. Yeah. So I, do you think that uh, one thing that could possibly save geek humor is if, well, at, at least the stuff that's written by people who aren't really geeks is if they tried to, instead of catering to stereotypes, maybe they tried to focus a little bit on realistically, okay, here's what gamers are like, here's what tabletop role players are like, here's what, you know, the card players are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are some of your favorite examples of geek humor? Are there any particular movies or TV shows that you felt really exemplified what geek humor is and what it should be? Oh, proper geek humor. Oh, that's a hard one. I know there's good examples of like how stuff works. Like, I mean, good examples of like D&D playing out, but that's usually in horror, sadly. Um, well, I don't know. Remember <laughs> when we watched The Gamers? Well, like, okay, The Gamers. Yeah. Yeah. The Gamers is pretty good. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we've, we've played with people like that. So... Um, I'm playing with people kind of like that right now. <laughs> yep. And if they hear this, I'm going to get something thrown at me the next time I DM. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because I, I said it, it, I you know as I mentioned in the, when I was recording with Chad, I mean I thought that was so spot on when you come to geek humor and like one of my favorite scenes when the, they're in the bar and the thief wants to try to backstab someone with a ballista and he says to the game master, it doesn't say I can't come on. We've all gamed with someone who would try something like that. Oh, oh I've got a story already, but I'll share I'll share that another time. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> um, I, it's what, I don't know. And I think it's because, and I don't know, I have any examples off the top of my head, but I think it's because I'm th- trying to think everything that's trying to come to mind is mass media produced mm-hmm. and mass media wa- likes to put everything in nice little boxes yep. and they're looking at the stereotype and the stereotype is still based off of that whole, like think of revenge of the nerds, think of that whole stereotype. And really, I don't know that it's ever really been that way. You know, I'm not sure with some of the characters on Revenge of the Nerds, I'm not sure if they would really fit the kind of geek stereotypes I'm used to. And no. see, and 
I but guess you know, so, but yeah. you know what I'm getting at, though. Yeah. They're used to they're used to putting things into stereotypes, and that's what they want to put on screen because they think that's what's going to sell. And the yeah. truth is, especially now that geek is basically what's in vogue. No, I mean now you've got the cosplay girls, which are just as nerdy and and into their fandom and know just as much, if not more, about what they're the characters that they're wearing than the guy reading that's casually reading the comic books. It's like if somebody were to ask me about Dazzler and I was wearing a brand new version of Dazzler at Dragon Con, I could probably tell them so much more about that character than their cat than the casual reader. That might tell me that they're a huge comic book fan because I I was that into that character for so long. But you wouldn't know that because here I am with all this makeup and my hair done. And right now I'm sitting here in a nice blouse and, you know, good jeans. I don't look like what people expect a nerdy girl to look like. So, And and maybe that's a topic for another time, um, you know, because – yeah, <laughs> just talking about okay, what exactly you know who exactly is a geek or uh, you know a gamer? Anyone, but... anyone. I'm gonna say it right now. Anyone. There's no lines are drawn. Once someone's a geek, they want to be a geek. They're a geek. Exactly. So yeah, and then one example of geek humor that I thought was was fairly spot on. Um, and I didn't mention this when we Chad and I were recording, but uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I don't know if you've seen that movie or not. I actually haven't. Do I lose points for that? Do I lose points for that? Do we need a movie day? Yes, I think we need a movie day. But Do you have it? I'll come down sometime. We can watch it. <laughs> I don't have it, but I'm sure it's probably on Netflix. So maybe, or uh, Redbox or something. Maybe we can find it. Yeah, know. exactly. So like one of the things that I um, I caught in the movie, and well, you said you haven't seen it, so but when Scott defeats certain characters in the movie, they explode into a bunch of coins. And... You know, of course, uh, I, I, unless you're like an old school gamer, you might not necessarily get what that's referring to. Um, I mean, have you ever? Do you, are you familiar with the old NES game, uh, River City Ransom? Not that one, no. Okay, it, it, it's a street fighting brawling game. It's a lot of fun, but whenever you beat up someone in that, um, they, you know, they fall to the ground, they disappear, and there's a coin left that's kind of bouncing up and down until you collect it, and so that's what that's kind of playing to, but I know, I, I thought Scott Pilgrim vs. the World had a couple geek, good geek humor type references in there, so, well, I think this has gone a little longer than the average quickie does, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, take an entendre and make mine a double. No, just kidding. Uh-huh. I'm not saying anything. Okay, so thanks again for joining me, Dawn, and thank you all for listening. And uh, so if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to the Geek Humor and Memes episode that Chad and I did, and have a good evening.